if you really want to know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those... What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads webcast. Here today is to do a little uh, post-spring roster review. I just go over the roster kind of position by position, talk about it a little bit, who's there um, going into fall camp and who's still coming in, you know, freshmen coming in in the summer. They're going to be involved in these uh, position battles that we'll see here in fall camp and, you know, kind of talk a little little depth chart if you want. You know, uh, just, just for this exercise, I want to preface it by saying I'm not including any walk-ons that aren't on the two deep. So, you know, no first or second string players that are walk-ons are going to be listed in this roster review just for the purpose of kind of speeding things up for y'all, making this a little snappy. Just a little off-season update, uh, post-spring roster review heading into the uh, summer before fall camp. So uh, before we get into that, let's talk a little bit of uh, Mountaineer football news. So as, uh, as far as Mountaineer football news goes, uh, transfer portal, you know, I think that's as to be expected the main piece of news in college football, not only for us here at West Virginia, but also through pro- for programs throughout the nation. And West Virginia, since the last time we met, uh, lost another one, a guy that was projected to be, you know, a big piece on the defensive line. And Jeffrey Pooler uh, announced his uh, intentions to enter the portal before uh, deciding on Northwestern. So he'll be playing for Northwestern this year in his final year. Uh, it was going to be his, you know, fifth year after the COVID year and uh, decided to play elsewhere and go um, – to Northwestern and wish him nothing but the best. And, you know, it's uh, nothing against West Virginia, I think, just change of scenery for him. And I also think that maybe it speaks to how, as, how well, excuse me, rather, that uh, Taj Austin has been performing so far in the spring since returning from his injury and stuff. And maybe uh, Jeffrey Pooler felt like he was going to be more of a role player than a starter this year and wanted to go somewhere where maybe he could have a little bit more of a better role. And so he ends up at Northwestern. And then other than him, a couple of safeties, um, Backup career backup guys up to this point, uh, one being a senior and Jake Long heads out, and then another, a younger guy in Javon Thrift, who was a preferred walk on a couple of years ago, heads out as well. So that's uh, the Mountaineer football news. Uh, and as promised, let's get into the uh, post spring roster review. All right, so uh, let's just go through it um, offense to defense. We'll start at the top of the chart there with a uh, quarterback, you know, Jarrett Daggy, the guy coming back, incumbent starter most likely, it seems. Um, the guy he's batting them with, of course, is Garrett Green, redshirt freshman, athletic guy. And then you got another freshman, true freshman. It did enroll early already on campus, went through spring practice in Will Goose Crowder. And those are kind of your three guys at quarterback. Um, running back, of course, Letty Brown, the big one. Uh, main piece uh, got a chance to be uh, have a huge year this year after exploding last year a thousand yard receipt uh, thousand yards rushing over 10 games only you know so uh, big year I think and I think he's on his way up even um, the offensive line I think is going to be more improved this year so you're going to see a lot from Letty Brown uh, possibly you know big 12 leading rushing numbers we'll see um, how it goes and then a various sparrow uh, freshman coming onto the scene as well, um, along with uh, Tony Mathis, a guy that we've seen um, in limited time. And then the two true freshmen that will be coming in over the summer and factoring in this battle, both four-star running backs, uh, both big-time guys, Jalen Anderson and Justin Johnson. 
And so that's what you got in the backfield. Let's go uh, tight end, uh, fullback, H-back, whatever you want to call it. Um, West Virginia utilizing this position and been recruiting it heavily. As we'll see, you know, two more freshmen um, on the roster here this year. But, of course, Mike O'Laughlin's back. That's your projected number one there. T.J. Banks, another guy that's uh, played a lot over his career at that position. And then you have a uh, redshirt freshman in Charles Finley, um, still acclimating, getting used to the game. And then the two freshmen that I mentioned, both I think have a chance to have good careers. Traylon Davis, uh, I believe he's out of Ohio, uh, more of a blocking type. And then you got Victor Wickstrom from uh, Finland, maybe? Uh, Sweden, Sweden, I believe it is actually Sweden. Um, off, but off the top of my head, you know, going off this with no notes, I believe it's, he's from Sweden. But He's a guy that's very athletic. Um, I think he can handle the blocking. If he can get everything down technically, he'll be tough because he runs a 4-5, and he's a, a strong guy, big guy right there. That So that could be your future there at that H-back position. And then let's go on to the offensive line now. Um, I'm just going to go – I'm not going to go position by position necessarily on this, but I think that uh, going through the spring, the, the five you had across was um, you had Brandon Yates at left tackle, James Gemitter at left guard, Zach Frazier going to be your starting center. Right guard um, – could see Jordan White, uh, redshirt freshman. There's been a lot of talk about. Could see Doug Nestor, but Doug Nestor also has been practicing some at right tackle. I think he's a better fit at right guard. It's more of his natural position, but it just depends on what you got to do to get your best five offensive linemen on your field on the field as your starters. And then right tackle, I think you'll see you know Parker Moore and John Hughes and Doug Nestor battling for that part. But of course, the big one there at right tackle that's coming in in the summer is Wyatt Milam. Uh, I believe highest-rated offensive line recruit that West Virginia has ever landed coming in there, and he's so he may factor in that white right tackle composite. Right tackle. I'm sorry, I'm having trouble speaking this evening, but right tackle uh, position competition right there. Wyatt Milam certainly may factor in. And then reserves-wise, you're talking about guys like uh, Chris Mayo, Tariq Stewart, uh, Jaquay Hubbard, uh, Thomas Remick at the guard spots, Thomas Remick being a freshman coming in also, Wyatt Milam and Remick being the two. Still left to come in. And then at the tackle spots, as I mentioned earlier, you know, John Hughes, Parker Moore, um, and um, Nick Malone is another guy that was preferred walk-on in the past, but um, looking like he could have a good chance of being the backup left tackle on this squad. So, And then, of course, uh, last position on the offense, I think the position that everyone is most anxious to see improvement from is the wide receiver group. And a lot of a lot of familiar faces, a couple of uh, young, fresh faces that I think could make an impact. But wide receivers, what uh, the fans are looking to see make an improvement this year. And rightfully slow. so, rather, we know that the uh, drops were a problem this past season and cleaning that up could really drastically improve this offense. But uh, you got Bryce Ford Wheaton coming back on the outside. You got Caden Prather, a true freshman, enrolled early, was here in the spring, 50-yard catch in the spring game, also uh, factoring in on the outside, probably battling Ford Wheaton for that spot. And then the other outside uh, receivers battling, you're going to have Sean Ryan and Isaiah Isdale battling for the starting uh, spot on the other outside receiver. Then inside, you got two different inside positions, one of which you're going to see Winston Wright at, the other of which you're going to see Sam James at. 
haven't moved inside this past year. And then battling there with them, you're going to have Reese Smith and Sam Brown, respectively. So, nice little core there. And then you got some other guys that can factor in, uh, Grayson Malashevich being one of them, and who also may end up as a team's part returner. Prefer- preferred walk-on, but it's really shine since he uh, stepped on campus. So, that's kind of what you're looking at mainly at the receiver position uh, right there. Defense-wise, uh, talking about defensive line, um, you got Dante Stills, you got Akeem Mesidor, both of those guys kind of bulking up, moving more to the inside um, defensive tackle nose guard position. You know, one will be deep tackle, one will be nose guard. Both probably be starters in that uh, case there. And then other guys playing inside with them will be Jordan Jefferson, Jalen Thornton. So uh, some help there in the interior. And then, as we said before, defensive end, uh, Taj Austin. Seems like the guy, really, right now. Um, if he can return from injury and stay healthy, a lot of potential for him there. And then you got Sean Martin out of Bluefield uh, factoring in. Edward Vesterinian. Vesterinian? I don't know. Eddie V is what the a lot of the players and staff call him. So we're going to call him Eddie V as well. Um, another uh, foreign guy coming in from uh, overseas. But a lot of people are talking about him at that defensive end position. Just don't be surprised if maybe he winds up as the second teamer behind Taj Austin right there. And then another freshman in uh, Brad, Braden Dudley that is already on campus as well. Both those two guys already on campus. And then let's go to the bandit position because since you're talking, they're down the line sometimes with that hybrid linebacker, defensive end, pass rushing specialist type role. And uh, Vandarius Cowan, I mean, that's the first guy that comes to mind. That's the guy that can be a big playmaker for this team, the guy that a lot of people are waiting to see burst onto the scene. And rightfully so. He's shown in flashes what he could possibly be. But just staying healthy has been his only, you know, critique throughout his career. And hopefully this year he puts it all together, stays healthy, and really makes some noise at that band of position. And then right there with him, Jared Bartlett, the guy that filled in last year when he was injured, that really showed some promise as a, as a redshirt freshman. And then you got, you know, a few newer faces in Eddie Watkins, uh, Linnell Carr, Taurus Simmons, um, guys that came in last year didn't really see the field too much, but you know now have a year experience under their belt and maybe can factor in in a reserve role. And then also coming in in the summer as a recruit, you have uh, Ja'Cory Hammett, who's most likely going to play that bandit position along with those guys. And so that's your that's your front line. Let's go uh, next level up here. Let's talk some linebackers. Uh, the wheel linebacker position for West Virginia. Uh, Exry Lowe pretty much penciled in as the starter right there. And um, he's a guy that's really made a lot of plays throughout his career. Typically been a backup, you know, thrust into action a lot when pillars went down and, or, and things like that. But he's always shown great athleticism and to be a great player. And then behind him, uh, Gyro Favaris. Uh, Jaito, um, however you pronounce it, uh, young man played last year kind of at corner slash safety, bulked up in the offseason, now moved down to that linebacker spot, similar to what Eggs Reload did early in his career. So he's there at the wheel. And then another player that has position change to that wheel that's going to be there at that spot is DeVell Washington, uh, kind of a big-time receiver people uh, saw coming in last year as a freshman playing receiver, you know, 6'3", 220, big-bodied big guy. A lot of people thought he had a nice future receiver. This spring offered voluntarily himself to move over to linebacker and has looked great there. Um, Even had a couple picks and really looked good in tackling drills and things like that. So a guy that definitely has a future there and he'll be involved at at that wheel position. And then, uh, interestingly enough, the Mike position comes up next. And uh, that's interesting for us, Virginia, because you're having to replace Tony Fields, a guy that was really your guy last year at that Mike spot. 
for right now in the spring, they have moved uh, Josh Chandler Samito over to that Mike position and have him play in there. Um, you know, he can also play that wheel. That's where Josh Chandler Samito played last year. But um, all in all, it looks like he may fill in at that Mike for Tony Fields. But the guy that's going to give him some competition is another guy that's coming in the summer, this time via the transfer portal, and Lance Dixon from Penn State. And that's probably going to be his uh, – main competition at that Mike spot, although you will have another guy there in James Thomas, redshirt freshman the coaching staff seems to really like. And then the, you have the spear position, kind of that linebacker slash safety position, uh, Tyke Smith's position where he really shined. Of course, we know he's moved on via the transfer portal, but feeling right in his shoes, uh, played in the bowl game, started that spot, looked great. Arizona transfer, sh- sat out last year, got eligible for the bowl game, shined in that bowl game Scotty Young and I think that guy set for a big year I'm not going to say that we're not going to miss Tyke Smith necessarily but I think that that um, loss is not going to be felt as much with Scotty Young filling in right there and doing a lot of the same things that Tyke Smith could and did do for us and I'm expecting a very big year from Scotty Young the Arizona transfer then you got a couple of uh, freshmen coming in in the summer that'll probably factor in behind him and um St. McLeod and Aubrey Burks. At least one of those two guys I think is going to end up playing the spear position. And uh, in the spring, the backup there, though, was Name Muhammad, a, f- a former walk-on who, you know, looks like he may see the field some this year. So that's kind of your guys at the spear position right now. Then, uh, you know, spear is kind of a hybrid safety. So let's talk about the safeties um, in this in this system. you got your free safety and your cat safety. Free safety solidified Alonzo Adai, first-team All-Big 12 uh, performer in his first year. Last year, after transferring in, using that uses the extra year of eligibility, coming back, projected to be one of the top safeties in college football. You know, in the big not not only in college football, you know, in the Big Twelve, just a really high performer there. And then behind him, I think you're going to see Davis Mallinger, uh, true freshman that came in, uh, was here in the spring, was an athlete, one of the higher rated athletes, and one of the athletes with the fastest forty times. This guy can fly, and um, he's going to be playing safety for the Mountaineers. Uh, So I think you'll see him factor in there at free safety. Along with uh, a guy that's going to be backing up at this cat safety position, Kerry Martin. Kerry Martin, uh, as many know, you know, K.J. Martin uh, from Charleston, you know, played quarterback in high school. Safety here at West Virginia, started as a true freshman, opted out last season. So back again this season, and he's going to factor in at those safety spots. You know, maybe you're back up at cat and you're back up at free safety because um, there's uh, not a lot of experience there at those two positions with what West Virginia has lost via the transfer portal. They have bodies, but just not a lot of experience. And then um, starting at the cat, of course, also using that extra year of eligibility after having a great year last year, Sean Mahone is going to be your starter there. And then most recently, West Virginia adding – Another guy that's going to factor in with these safeties, um, and that is a JUCO transfer in Caleb Coleman. I didn't mention this in the Mountaineer News uh, segment, and that is my mistake. Meant to completely let it slip my mind, but most recent commit for the Mountaineers coming in, going to be coming in the summer and here for the fall, Caleb Coleman uh, coming from JUCO. So it leaves the Mountaineers with, I believe, two scholarships left, one or two, so they can still add a couple other players here throughout the summer heading into the fall camp. But uh, Caleb Coleman, interesting story because uh, automatic qualifier out of high school, which meant he could have went somewhere else but decided to go to a JUCO. So 
he doesn't have to stay there uh, the same length that partial qualifiers do. Comes out after one season, going to come to West Virginia, but the year, of course, doesn't count to his eligibility because of the COVID um, rule that was passed by the NCAA and most college organizations. And so he's coming to West Virginia with four years of eligibility remaining, but has college experience. So you're basically getting the same thing you would get out of a player out of high school eligibility-wise, going to be a freshman, but has college playing experience. So excellent at pickup for the Mountaineers this late in the cycle to add Caleb Coleman at a position where they really needed some depth and some experience at um, safety. And then other than that, what we have left here now is the cornerbacks. Um, of course, Dershon Miller, the big story of the offseason heading out. But you still have Nick Troy Fortune back, uh, been starting for the past couple seasons, and he's back. And then right there battling for the other spot on the other side opposite the tree of Nick Troy Fortune, you're going to have three guys, uh, two of which we probably know about, Jackie Matthews, high-rated Juco guy that came in last season, um, and then Daryl Porter, a highly touted uh, redshirt freshman that's going to be right there battling for that spot as well. Talked about a lot as a lockdown guy last season. Didn't really see him play too much last season, but now he's battling for that spot. And then the third guy, another Juco guy that West Virginia added in, Charles Woods from Illinois State. So he's another guy with college experience that's going to battle for that spot. And you're going to see one of those three guys as the starter opposite Nick Troy Fortune. And then the other two that lose out on that role probably backing up each one of those spots respectively. But then you still have another guy um, that can provide depth there in Andrew Wilson-Lamp, who is a true freshman, you know, enrolled early. He's been here for the spring. Um, a lot of teams recruited him as a wide receiver. He's got speed. He's got size. But decided to play defensive back. And we're talking about a 6-2, defensive back with speed because of that. So a guy with a bright future that's going to provide depth there in Andrew Wilson-Lamp. And then you get to the specialist kicker and punter. Um for me, going through this exercise, you know, just having to pick one, I think Tyler Sumter is going to be the team's kicker and Colton McGee is going to be the team's punter. But we know Tyler Sumter has experience doing both. So if Evan Staley returns from his injury, healed up and ready to go, and they want to go with him as the team's kicker, you know, Sumter could still handle the punting duties. Uh, but I, I just think Sumter, I like Sumter better as a field goal kicker personally. That's just my opinion. But you also have Evan Staley and Casey Legg still on campus there as kickers, along with a couple of preferred walk-ons and Danny King and Colin Paris to compete at that kicker spot. And then your punter battles, basically Tyler Sumter versus Colton McGee. So that's kind of what you have specialist-wise. Um, that's position by position. That's the roster uh, breakdown post-spring for the Mountaineers. Hopefully you guys like what you heard. Hopefully you guys like the way this team is shaking up. I think that uh, we got some really talented freshmen that we haven't seen yet that are going to come in in the, in the summer and shake things up for fall camp and uh, maybe uh, create some um, at least competition at these positions, if not some um, – I don't, know, I don't know what word I'm looking for right now, but, um, yeah, they're going to create some competition for sure. And a lot of these guys may factor in, as I mentioned, the Wyatt Milons, the Jalen Andersons, the Justin Johnsons, of course, Charles Woods, Caleb Coleman. You know, a lot of these guys are going to factor in and uh, may wind up in the two deep, may wind up as starters. You know, you've got some guys coming in that are going to factor in. So we're not – this isn't a solidified depth chart by any means, more so as uh, previewing the roster as far as guys that I think personally are going to end up on the depth chart at each position. Of course, I said I didn't include a lot of walk-ons. Some players, you know, left off. I tried to keep it as vague and quick as possible to just kind of run through this thing in, you know, 15, 20 minutes or whatever for you guys for a post-spring roster review. But uh, 
that's that. Uh, Mountaineer News Roundup, post-spring roster review. Um, really excited to uh, push through this offseason here, approaching June now, so only a couple more months until we start getting into fall camp talk. But um, in the meantime and in between time, be sure and follow the Country Roads webcast on any podcast platform you prefer. Uh, you can find us on their Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Um, just search Country Roads webcast, find us there. Follow us on Facebook, you know, like the page, Country Roads webcast. And on Twitter, Twitter's a great place to follow us, uh, especially during the season, live tweeting uh, during every Mountaineer game. So if, you know, if you're not watching, you can follow along through the Twitter feed there, and that's handle is at WVU Country Roads. And then, of course, on YouTube, now as well uh, when we can I'll get together and record me Stephen and Bradley uh, we'll put the video up on there you know throw some highlights on there for the game recaps and stuff so also Country Roads webcast on YouTube if you want to go and subscribe to that help us out as we just continue to try and, and grow this podcast you know heading into this is the off season of the third year you know getting into the fall will be the start of the fourth year fourth season of the Country Roads webcast so um, you know time flies as they say but uh, hoping uh, as more Mountaineer news comes out this off season. Uh, before fall camp, we're going to drop a few more episodes for you guys as that happens and also have some some fun things planned for when me, Stephen, and Bradley can all get all three get back together again and, and drop an episode for you guys. So uh, be on the lookout. More episodes coming from the Country Roads webcast as we uh, proceed through the offseason and head into uh, fall camp less than 100 days away now. I believe it's 99 or 98 days at the time of this recording away from uh, 2021 Mountaineer football season. So it's going to be a good one, and I'm looking forward to it, as I'm sure all of you are all at are as well so um i guess that'll do it here for this episode of the country roads webcast as always i'm your host jordan cruz and until next time let's go mountaineers